Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Trimble. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You know, I think since the New Orleans game, something shifted in our mindset. We realized that we could be a much better team. Obviously, if we move the ball and share the ball, but also if we run back on defense, the transition defense has been, I, I think, was uh, the difference between us being a top 10 defense and us being like a top two or top one defense. That's Rudy Gobert talking about what got the Jazz on this roll. They've won eight straight games. They'll try to make it nine in a row tonight. The Spurs are in town, so we're all assuming they're going to make it nine in a row. I mean, the goal is to be a top one defense. If you're a top one defense, that means you are the best. But on the other hand, it's a long season. You know, pace yourself. Maybe pick out a spot here or there to jog. (laughs) True story. I talked to Rudy Gobert last night on Unrivaled. A half hour. I thought I was playing tonight. He's playing tonight, but you're going to hear him give me a not bad on a French pronunciation. So get ready. <laughs> that was it. The whole goal was the <laughs> not to not get. What in the world did you just say? Let, let Rudy know that you've got a little bit of a French accent. Wasn't even trying. Was a little late in uh, getting the call, so you guys taped it. Is what I understand. Uh huh. May have spoken to somebody about that. I saw the email. Rudy would like to push it back. Well, that's too late, but all right. Technology, baby, it's on your side. Yep. What time does that, what time does the Rudy Gobert interview air tonight? Five o'clock. Five o'clock tonight. Yeah. Here on The Zone Sports. Me and and Tim Lacombe. All right. Uh Uh-oh. Wally Pip. That's all I'm saying, (laughs) (laughs) Wally Pip. And, <laughs> and not well, that bad. would make you Lou Gehrig, though. I know. I think Lou Gehrig, Gehrig and Rudy Gobert tonight, five o'clock. Why would that make him Lou Gehrig? Oh, you're saying Wally pipped the entire show? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a compliment towards him. Yeah. But that the compliment make him the Wally Lou Gehrig. The compliment in the Wally Pip story is not Wally Pip who took a day off. It's Lou Gehrig who stepped in, got the right, chance. Right, but that's not him. He's Wally. He's not Lou. I'm not being replaced. It's me and Tim are both Wally Pip. Yes. Okay. We got the Wally Pips. Not the Gladys Knight, but the Wallys. Free association is rolling early. 7 o'clock for the Jazz and Spurs game. Rudy Gobert, 5. Jazz night. Pre-game show, 6. Spurs and Jazz tip off at 7. Jazz are going back-to-back this weekend. They'll play the Wizards Saturday night at 7 o'clock. By the time we get back here Monday morning, it could be a 10-game win streak. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. On the drive in the lane, Levert hangs in the air and puts it in off the right-hand glass. He's matched his season high with 27 points. 80 across the midcourt line. Picked up by Harris. Shoots a three. to Robinson, the lefty alley-oop jam had to move a little bit for that pass from McBride and the Knicks putting on a show down the stretch. Nathan Waiting gets it back now to Chris Paul, 15-foot pass. Here's grabbed by DeAndre Ayton. 
Highlights from the NBA. The Phoenix Suns blowing out the Washington Wizards 118-98. So clearly the Wizards will not be going back-to-back when they show up on Saturday. That game last night, the Suns rolled to the 20-point win. The Jazz have not played the Suns yet, but you got to keep your eye on them. Late January, they will finally get together. But the Suns and the Warriors, they keep it rolling, PK. 23-5 for both of those teams, tied for the best record in the NBA. You heard the voice there at the end of Al McCoy. He is 88 years old. And he started doing the Suns win. He wasn't the first one. Uh, uh, Rod Hundley did him for a little bit. I think it was maybe second, third, third year, somewhere in there. The voice of the Suns. He's all I've ever known, obviously. Suns by 20. That's the the big game. The Nets beat the Sixers. Kevin Durant, 34 points, 11 boards, 8 assists. He's been playing big minutes. Steve Nash talked yesterday that uh, he didn't think it's a good idea for Kevin Durant's uh, health to be playing these kind of minutes. And, of course, when Durant's asked about it, he's going to say he wants to play and he wants to help his team and all that. Coming back from Achilles surgery, how good a shape is he in? How much can, how much pounding can his body take? That will that probably be a year ago. debated going forward. Two full. years ago now. Nash is worried about it the minutes he's playing right now. I don't think it has the surgery has anything to do with it. Just general wear and tear on a guy who's over 30 now. Yeah. NBA and the Players Association agreed to elevate COVID testing for two weeks starting December 26. Players and staff are going to be tested on game days except for those who received their booster shot 14-plus days earlier, or if they've recently recovered from the virus. So, more testing. Not only if you get your booster, you can skate on it, so maybe they'll get more of the booster, and who knows. And more big names going into health and safety protocols. Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley to the NBA's health and safety protocols. Lakers hoping to sign NBA journeyman Isaiah Thomas to a 10-day contract via hardship exemption. And the Pelicans forward Zion Williamson, injection in his right foot to help the bone healing process. He'll be reevaluating four to six weeks to see how his foot is recovering. PK, this seems long-term now. Seems career-threatening. New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans' Greg Oden. Yep. <laughs> Oden and Walton would be the Sam Bowie, I guess. These are the big guys. Walton played, got him a title. Yep. And then obviously won one as a reserve with Boston towards the end. In between, had just tons of injuries better part of the decade. Would you take your star being injured more than not if when he's healthy he wins a title in the case of Bill Walton in Portland? Uh, teams that have zero titles I think would absolutely do that. So teams that have one would not? Yeah, that's an interesting thing because once Portland got one then their fans were upset that Walton was hurt all the time. Oh, we could have had another one. They could have. They were off to a great start the next year. They could have gone back to back. And what were hurt. they? I don't want to tell you, even though I know. You'll <laughs> you just know? make fun of me. Oh, of you course. know. Walton in San Diego, I don't have words for how much that guy got covered. He played his high school ball in San Diego. So if I go down to San Diego tomorrow, hey, what were the Razor Blazers record the year they won, the, after they won the title? Because you're from San Diego and Bill Walton was. Well, By your logic, era, everybody era, knows. Most people in San okay, Diego Okay, anybody over 50 years. then. Everybody should know. By your logic, everybody should know. And he calls himself a freaking award winner. That's the dumbest thing you're going to say today. Hey, somebody's a finalist for this is a joke. Of the year. How in the hell do you? What did you do in 2021 that was, was so special? I think it was 50 and 12. What did you do in 2021 that was so special? Put up with you. That's 2019, 2018, <laughs> 2017, I, 2016, 2015. 
I mean, the only thing I, don't I know. can You'll think of. You'll have to ask the voters. The only thing I can think of is that Juan kicked the ball over to Antonio. Antonio kicked it over to Miguel. Miguel kicked it to Rojas. Rojas kicked it to Boris. Boris is hurt. Here comes the stretcher. That's the, that, that's like the only thing you do. Otherwise, you give people highlights of scores they already know who won. And do interviews. I mean, you can listen to everything now on the radio as you're driving home. You could. But many people don't find that convenient or interesting. Inconvenient? That turn on the radio is not convenient? You've made millions off of convenience of the radio, and now all of a sudden it's not convenient? For some people it's convenient, for others it is not. you got to find the audience wherever they are, and they are in many places. Driving home in your car is not convenient. Everyone is convenient. They may choose not to do it, but it's convenient. It's the one thing, it's the most convenient thing we have in the world in but media. But maybe you're not driving home in your car at that I time. said for driving home! Listen to me. I don't really want to at this point. Jeez. Yeah, yell Can me. I get some recognition? Just one, yes. one thing? People, I want one compliment today. If you're listening today, please treat me one compliment. Because this guy wins a war. I told my wife she rolled her eyes. <laughs> what now? I don't know. Go talk to the voters, PK. I don't have a vote. For a long time, the I'm, D News had most of the votes. You got to belong to the organization. There is no D News now. Yeah. You're number one in my heart. I mean, there. Thank are, you. Wrong guy. Not oh, you. PK. Dang it. <laughs> that doesn't sum it up right there. <laughs> that is the ultimate compliment. It must be for me. My goodness. I'm done here. I'm not talking the rest of the morning. F this. I've had it. You have to come on. Your guy Kelly Papinga is coming on. Okay, I'll do yourself some Kelly Papinga. He and I go back. Right? All right, but that's not uh, till, uh, let's see, That's at 8.30. All right. Pablo's coming on at 9.30. He went to Thunderbird High. So I'll do two more things. Okay. I mean, you're you're the the award winner. Well, I usually do anyway, but you're the award winner. And people want to hear from the award winners. To be journalistically clear, I am not the award winner here. I'm a nominee or finalist. That's or this award, but the other 47 you've won. I get the latest. You're only a finalist. I would kill to be a finalist. <laughs> really? Who would you kill? You. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my life threatened. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College basketball this weekend. We got another in-state game. BYU is going to Weber State. Cougars are eight and two. Wildcats are nine and two. That game's on KJAZ and ESPN Plus tomorrow night at six o'clock. Got some teams going on the road to play some big-name schools, some Big Ten schools. Utah State's going to go to Iowa. Well, actually, they're not going to go to Iowa. They're going to play in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Utah State will face same, Iowa, though. Same venue that BYU played in last week. 7 p.m. on the Big Ten Network, and that will follow the Southern Utah-Michigan game at 5 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. And the Utes will be on the SEC Network tomorrow at 2.30 against Missouri, who's off to a 5-5 five and five start. A winnable, ga- winnable game for the Utes there. Dixie State's in North Dakota. A lot of college hoops. Any of these catch your eye? You stick with the in-state game. We have a lot of football tomorrow, so it's going to get swamped. It is, yeah. No, I mean, I'll just follow it remotely, so to speak. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Mahomes takes the snap at his right thigh, dumps it over the middle, caught by Kelsey at the 30, spins back up high, Kelsey at the 15-yard line, Kelsey at the 10-5, touchdown! 
last game in five years. The Chiefs put the hammer down with a 34-yard touchdown pass. Mahomes to Kelsey, and the Chiefs take a commanding two-game lead in the AFC West with a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win in overtime. That was one gutsy for every 75-yard touchdown drive at the end of the game. Chiefs had one touchdown the whole game, and then they had 75-yard touchdown drives on three consecutive possessions to tie it up, force OT, and win it on Kelsey's catch and run. They've pretty much locked up the AFC West now. They are up by two games with three to go, and they'll be battling the Titans and the Patriots for the best record in the AFC. And the Chargers, they did what you wanted, PK. Don't kick the field goals. Go for the touchdowns. But they left nine points out there on the field in an OT loss. Uh, Christmas is next week, guys. I mean, three times inside the five-yard line and zero points. Yes. And and the opening kickoff, you run it all the way back to the 20, whatever it was, and then you just storm down, and then you decide you need to call four passes. Yay! How stupid was that? On the opening kickoff, that, that guy tripped over his own feet. Well, he was trying to he was make, trying a, to make move. a move, like, and he I, tripped I, I himself up. You're, you're, you're running at a high speed. And to, 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 actually, when they see the, you know, the old Barry Sanders, the way he would do what he did was just amazing that they can run so fast and then cut. Change and, direction. Yeah, I mean, cut, and, yeah. and that, they make it look so simple. So he got tangled up a little bit. I can understand. Every every coach in the history of football, you're going to run the opening kickoff back to the other 20, and the guy's going to fall over himself. You're going to take it? Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously. But, I mean, the play calling was just atrocious, man. I don't know what the heck they were thinking in those situations. Even the last time when they got down on the fumble, they had moved the ball, and then they got to throw a pass, and Herbert's back at the 20, and he's got to throw it away. Gosh, man, they just blew it big time. Lots of talent, but do you really count on them to be their best when the chips are down? And the Chiefs were at their best when the chips were down. Mahomes with a huge scramble to set up one TD. Kelsey had a couple of big catch and runs. On those last three touchdowns, he had the game winner, but he had one before that as well. I told my wife when I came upstairs, because we were watching the game a little early, and then she didn't want to watch it anymore, so I went downstairs. I said, yeah, the game went into OT. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, it must have been uh, must have been exciting how it got to OT. Unfortunately, I fell asleep. <laughs> it was exciting how it got to OT. <laughs> I watched the highlights afterward, but I actually fell asleep, and I woke up as uh, they were walking out for the flip and all that stuff. I would still like to see the other team's offense get a chance to get the ball. I like the way they improved it that you can't win by a dumb field goal, but I still would like the other team's offense. Because in football, you know, you can get, it's not like uh, hockey where a lot of times goals are fluky, they bounce this way or that way, but you can get a player, one player gets out of position and away you go. So I would like to see the other team. I, I, I like... The college, the prior thing, the two-point conversion to me sucks. But well, I still they were like just the at college. the 25-yard line. I think if they wanted to shorten it, they, they should, in college, they should go back to where it is, four down, start at the 25, but never kick the extra point. It should be two-point conversions right from the start. If you get a touchdown, you got to go for two. So Sunday games, Bengals and Broncos, both 7-6. and six. Winner will be 8-6, and six, tied with the Chargers. For the best record in the AFC wildcard battle, there's a bunch of teams at 7-6. and six. There'll be multiple teams uh, trying to get there to 8-6. and six. The uh, Titans are playing the Steelers. Titans sitting on nine wins. The Bills and the Patriots are playing. 
Bills fading badly after a good start. The Patriots need a win to stay tied with the Chiefs to the best record in the AFC. And over in the NFC, Packers and Ravens. Ravens have been uh, slumping lately. See if the Packers can keep that going. The Packers need to win out here. Ravens, probably the best team left on their schedule. Uh, the Packers and the Bucks with uh, Tom Brady and the Cardinals, all tied for the best record in the NFC. So keep track of them. The Saints and the Bucks of the Sunday night football game. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence tells reporters the firing of Urban Meyer has given the team clarity. Lawrence said he was a fan of offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, stepping in as the interim head coach, saying Bevel is very even keel, always the same person, never gets too high or too low. So there's that. And then did you see Bevel not wanting to answer the question or react to the comment about he might win more games as an interim coach than Urban did as the permanent coach? Bevel just smiling, nodding his head, not wanting to get into that. I mean, he's just got to worry about this week's game. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I think everybody on this team kind of feels slighted a little bit by the by the bowl selection committee. And so I think really that's the number one source of motivation is to go out and finish strong and show show teams that we deserve to be up there and to help maybe future teams to show that, you know, we, we shouldn't be slept on. That's Gunnar Romney right there. That's what's motivating the Cougars as they wrap up their season in the Independence Bowl. BYU, UAB, 1.30 on ABC. The Cougar pregame show will start in the zone beginning at 12.30. Back-to-back 11-win seasons, PK. The last time the group will be together. Inevitably, guys always move on. So put the exclamation point on the season with one more win. Sure, yeah, man. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into both of these games. And it, it, the way I look at it, when you have something that you love and it's running out of time, you cherish it more. This is local college football. I just spent the last three-plus months watching every single game. Why wouldn't I watch this? What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> it's going to be really cold. Yeah. <laughs> There's tons of snow out there. And BYU and Utah State are playing bowl games. So... BYU 130 on ABC, and then if they win, depending on what happens with the teams in front of them, maybe they'll get to the top 10 and be able to talk about that. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies in Oregon State following the BYU-UAB game. BYU kicks off at 1.30, then the Aggies in Oregon State kick off at 5.30, both those games on ABC. Aggies are 10-3, and playing 7-5 and Oregon State. In the inaugural Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Scotty G will have the play-by-play. Pre-game show will start at 4.30. The game will start at 5.30 here on The Zone. This thing here for Utah State, I mean, they've got all sorts of uh, motivation. I mean, they shouldn't lack anything, right? I mean, Utah State, 11 wins. How many times has that happened? Once. Uh, and you have an opportunity to play in the stadium, you know, the new stadium. That, that's going to be a thrill of a lifetime for many of those kids on both sides because they're not going to go to the NFL. You know what I mean? Get to play on an NFL field. That's exciting. I I think it is. Absolutely. Plus, it's the Jimmy Kimball Bowl. And (laughs) as you know, Jimmy, he went to Arizona State. And UNLV, yes. I don't care about that. He claims UNLV. He says his parents dragged him to Arizona against his will. (laughs) All sorts of motivation. Pac-12 team. Bookend Pac-12 wins. This is a great opportunity. 
Fourth double-digit win season in a decade for Utah State. Can they get 11 wins? This will be the third time they get 11 wins. Gary Anderson had 11 uh, his last year in the when they won the WAC title. Only you care about that crap. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Dylan Gabriel announcing he'll be transferring to UCLA. The former UCF quarterback making the move to Los Angeles. Former Nebraska starting quarterback Adrian Martinez is headed to Kansas State for his final season of eligibility. Free agency has hit college football. Quarterback's on the move. Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker III opted out of the Peach Bowl to enter the NFL draft. He'll begin prepping immediately. Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett has also announced he's opting out of playing for the Panthers in the Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl. Out! LSU quarterback Miles Brennan been an on-and-off starter for the Tigers, withdrew his name from the NCAA transfer portal, and will play for new head coach Brian Kelly in 2022. Bowl season. we got bowl games today. Middle Tennessee and Toledo. The Bahamas Bowl, 10 a.m. on ESPN, followed by Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina Cure Bowl at 4 o'clock on ESPN2. So football today. And then uh, tomorrow, I think it's five games tomorrow. Big schedule tomorrow, but we'll be focused on the BYU and Utah State games here. That is what is trending. There are your headlines. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, joins us at 8 o'clock. The question of the day, next. The Cougars finally know where they're going bowling as Kalani Sitaki and BYU is headed to the Independence Bowl. Independence Bowl. The Zone Sports Network will get you ready for kickoff as the Cougars wrap up an incredible season in a battle against UAP. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021 and you don't have to. UFB Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the day, bull season's here. BYU and Utah State are going for 11 wins. How can you not be fired up? Dan says, I'm not fired up for UAB in the Independence Bowl. I've tried, but it's just kind of hard to be. I disagree completely. The last game. You're fired up before you say goodbye to college football for months. I think it's the next game. Well, for the Cougars, they're on the precipice of something entirely brand new. It's about building momentum because... I think I'm starting to sense a level of optimism that I think is not there, but people think it is there. And what I mean by <clears throat> a lot of folks, including some ding-dongs in the media, thought that Utah was going to storm into the Pac-12. And I had one of their coaches, not Kyle, go down and just check off, okay, we start this kid, he's a Mountain West kid. We start this kid, he's a Mountain West kid. I mean, literally went right down the lineup. 
letting me know that this is going to be difficult. And I'm sensing that there's some BYU fans who think, yeah, man, we're going to just take, come on, we're going to jump right in that Big 12. The Baylor game isn't any kind of warning shot. They're the top. They're the best. Yep. So it just gets dismissed. We'll handle the rest of the league. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe. I mean, you can have a successful season and, and not, not win every yeah, I mean, game. Oklahoma, had a, Oklahoma right. State had a successful season. I mean, they lost, it, especially now. That's what I tried to tell. I remember Scotty and Gordon, we had the uh, thing we had, the, the college football roundtable uh, earlier in the year. And, and they, you guys were down at, uh, uh, what's the place down there by the Marley's? Yeah. And I had contact tracing, so I had to stay home. But I was on the remote stuff. Uh, I think you were driving in. Mm-hmm. You did the first hour. I did yeah. the second. We switched yeah. out. Yeah, because yeah. I, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. They wouldn't let me. Uh, I felt fine, but nevertheless, those are the rules. And they were going on about how Kyle needs to change because he hasn't won the conference. And I keep saying, what are, what are you people talking about? I, I tried to educate them, but they wouldn't listen. I feel bad for them you know, because I'm me and they're them. And I tried to tell them, you're putting all your stock into one game. They lost the one game. You got me there. But change everything. And so the point I'm making is that Oklahoma State shouldn't feel like its season is a failure because they lost that one game. You play all these games, you play nine games, and then, okay, that's not good enough. Now we got to have one more game to determine it. And that's a concocted thing. That, it's, the, that game is basically for entertainment purposes only to try to make as much money as you can, right? I mean, in, in my mind, they ought to just have a conference. There's no need for the title game. Uh, Not in a 10-team league when you've already played everybody and there's round robin. It's all taken care of. Whatever league. I mean, the years in the Pac-12 or Pac-10, they didn't play everybody, and they still didn't have a conference mm-hmm. title game. So I, just because you lose that one game doesn't mean your season is a failure. So I think a lot of people think that BYU can jump in to this conference and be – at the top third just because we're BYU and we've done all this, this, and this recently. I don't think that's the case. I think if they're going to they're gonna have some hard times, potentially, maybe not, but I'm not as optimistic, which I'm not usually anyway, but that they're going to just take the league by storm. And so the point I'm making is for the Cougars, they need to develop and build as much momentum as possible. And for this one, this isn't really – uh, like if they win the Independence Bowl, that's not where it's at for me. It's not about the Independence Bowl. It's about going eleven and two, coming off an eleven and one, because I think they need to build as much momentum. Because they're going to have to increase their recruiting. If you want to argue a little, if you want to argue st- substantially, whatever, or somewhere in between, it's up to you. But I think going forward here. They're going to have to be better than they are right now. And this is coming right from their staff. So you can argue with me all you want because they can't come out and say these things, but they can tell me these things knowing that I don't give those guys up so I can say it. And that's what I'm being informed as to what they're thinking. So that's their line of thinking. And that's why this game, it's not about the Independence Bowl. It's about continuing to build momentum and you literally cannot afford to have momentum slip. And so you're supposed to win this game, and you should. And then we'll go the rest of the bowl season 
they put the on the on the screen across. They list the bowl games and the winners. You know what I mean? And it's just BYU, another positive going in the Big Twelve. You want as many positives pointing in that direction as possible, and this is another opportunity to have one. Kyle Whittingham at his. Uh uh, press conference after to announce all the signing day and all the kids coming in said winning's the number one thing that helps with recruiting. So you just keep every time you play and you win, you get a chance to call those kids, text those kids, visit with them, whatever, and remind them you're a winner. Right. One after another. And you just keep stacking them up. And the truth is, in any year, you know, it's like, oh, it's not this game, it's the big game. Well, the big game is one that we talk about and you remember, but you have to beat the, I mean, you want to beat the 10 or 11 win team in the big game and you want to beat your rival. And they did. They beat Utah this year. But you've got to beat the teams that are six and six and eight and four if you're going to add up to 11 and two. I get it's not the sexiest win and it's not the one we're going to remember and talk about later on. But the only way to get to 10, 11, 12 wins is to win those games and just clean up on those opponents one after another. Yeah, I'm not really even talking about the 17, 18-year-olds. I'm talking about the donors who are going to get excited about the program. And you need to build momentum with them. And you need to say, this is what we've got going here. We've locked up our guy. Everybody loves him. He's like, uh, you know, he's Ray Romano. Everybody loves Kalani Sataki. Right? Everybody. Everybody loves the guy. He's the most lovable dude. He's People talk about him being the next Lavelle Edwards. In terms of lovable... He's the next Ron McBride. Everybody loves Ron McBride. Doesn't matter who you are. Everybody loves the guy. He's an institution in our community. True right? story. And so you've got somebody who knows how to treat you like you're special, whether you're donating twenty bucks or twenty thousand dollars or whatever it is. He's he just has that ability. So they need to continue to cultivate that stuff because that stuff is extremely important. You can't draw a direct line between money and success, but it's not that far off. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Yes. You look at the list of budgets and the biggest budgets win. Right. Now more than ever. And the NIL... I was now it's just all this money that's off budget, but it still matters. It matters a ton. I'm talking yesterday afternoon to an agent. Well-known in the business. Uh, NFL dude's got ton- dozens and dozens of clients, right? And we're talking about how the just all the changes that have been going on. Now, the changes that are going on are largely in college as opposed to the NFL, And so he's telling me that he's getting calls, a lot of calls from mom and dads saying, where do I send my son to college where he can get the most money, the most money that's available to him for NIL? What have you heard? What do you know as far as that stuff? And I'm sitting on my couch just listening and he's telling me all this stuff that's going on. Again, it's another thing that we've been talking about for years, how I've said, if you don't think that these kids are getting paid, you just don't know. You don't have contacts in the, in the business. You're a newbie, and you haven't paid your dues to, to know that. And so they've been getting paid a ton. Now they're going to get paid more, and it's going to be, quote-unquote, legal, even though uh, – 
whether it's legal or not. And it's BYU and the built bar is going to get investigated. What a waste of time. And going forward, we're going to see that. And schools, he's telling me schools are getting representatives to get them NIL deals for their kids in a manner that, well, we're not setting it up. Joe Blow's agency is setting it up. They have a third party. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to have the work And so he's telling me all this Which stuff. Which never, ever, ever made any sense to me. Schools can't set it up. Of course schools are going to set it up. The kids move, too f- move through the program too fast, don't have the connections and knowledge of background. Of course schools are going to set it up. They're either going to do it officially or they're going to do it unofficially. And if that's the industry trend through third parties, I still don't see how that's different. And I don't see, quote-unquote, why that's wrong. That's the, that's the key. I, I, just, I don't think it's different whether the school does it or there's an outside parallel agency booster. Right. I, wouldn't under, I don't understand how anyone could possibly hear this is coming and not think, okay, the school can't set it up. Then there'll be somebody who is a booster. Maybe they'll stop donating to the athletic department so they're not officially a booster, and they will set it up and run it. There'll be a booster in that sense because they'll be funneling NIL money to players. Yeah, I don't but know. Maybe the they just can't, can't do it though. I don't know that they can or can't. But like the obvious workarounds, well, smart people who are fans are going to figure this out in like five minutes. It's what what Tom Homo said. We had him on right when this thing came down in July, was it? And we had him on like the next day. And he said, there's all sorts of stuff that we don't have any idea where it's going to go down, which road, that road, all roads. And so basically, what's the expression? The barn door is open mm-hmm. and it's not closing. And, and, and these kids, they're going to get all sorts of money, 20000 40000 60000 you, you, you know, depending on who you are and what your personality is and where you go from there. Uh, all those things are going to matter. And... This is a this is a guy, an agent who's not really involved in the collegiate ranks. Uh, yeah, but he's going to talk to all these and build relationships because then he's got a better chance of getting clients. If well, the kid he, hits it big and turns out to be a pro, yeah, he doesn't really need clients. I mean, he's got that his portfolio is massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll always take him, but it's not like he's scrounging for work. He he's got. He's plenty. Not, he's not Jerry Maguire just leaving the firm trying right. to get one client. Right. And you're certainly going to take, you know, whatever. You're always going to take more opportunity to make more money. We understand all that. But just as he was talking and, and explaining the stuff that's out there, this is a big deal. And kids uh, are where they're at in terms of looking to get the money that they need or not necessarily. Well, some of them need it for sure, but they get money available. So that's what BYU needs to be doing. And, and Utah State needs Everybody needs to be doing it because it's this part is part of the gig. It's this the is just now. this is a order. fire that is going to be a wildfire. <laughs> I mean, it is just going to spread like crazy. And the days of they don't get nothing, which I never bought anyway, because I think if you can get an education you don't have to pay for, uh, you can cash in on it literally 40 years later. But nevertheless, you can cash in on it today, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. when, when I went now to college, when I, when I went to college, Byron Scott was there, big man on campus with basketball, right? And I didn't know where he was from at the time. But I later worked in that community in Inglewood and was there, was at his high school Mm -hmm. and saw it, you know, and the car that he was driving was not indicative of a scholarship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That that you were getting the scholarship. And hey, 
Guy was an incredible basketball player, so he brought the university money. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I can argue he's their best player ever, and they haven't been anything really for many, many years. But they were decent then because of a guy like him. <laughs> you know, I guess Harden you can put in there too, but uh, probably probably put Harden maybe a little bit over Scott because Scott was overshadowed. He had to take a back seat to those Hall of Famers on the Laker team. Uh, but nevertheless, you know the baby blue uh, convertible that he was driving. Now it's going to be more out in the open. Just, Jerry Tarkanian was thinking, man, I wish I was born 80 years later. Yeah. <laughs> he was the big rebel, literally, <laughs> and figuratively. And, and that, this is where we're I going love, with this. I love packed-in transfers. <laughs> the cars are already paid for. And why not take something that has been so seedy and try to reduce it, not eliminate it, but try to reduce the seediness, especially in that sport where one or two guys can make a massive difference. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not that one or two guys can't change the football game, but the impact they have in basketball when there's only five guys and you yeah. can have the ball every possession. So I think all this stuff is important for the Cougars. It's not about the Independence Bowl. I'm not hung up on the Independence Bowl. I'm hung up on what this program is trying to achieve and build at a time where this is an exciting time because the future is potentially promising, but it's also mysterious and where do you go from here and how do you negotiate it? What rivalries are you going to build? You know, you're probably going to build some rivalries. You don't know which ones are because you have virtually no exposure to any of these teams. I mean, who's to say that Central Florida and BYU aren't battling it out in three years? You know what I mean? It could happen. Yeah. So that's exciting. And it's mysterious. And it's a, it's a brand new world. In a, in a manner, it's more mysterious and exciting than what BYU or Utah was going into. Because we knew about Oregon and SC and, and all that, you know. Yeah, and the Big 12's changing because two teams are right, going, right. four are coming in, right. as opposed to Utah and Colorado are coming in. There's way more change in the Big 12. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And there's, there's and got so much where, unknown. Where the arrow looks like it's up. The arrow looks like it's up at UCF. The arrow looks like it's up at Cincinnati and at Houston. And at the same time, any coaching change could sink any of them. Potentially. Oklahoma exactly. State, Baylor, yeah. Iowa State, Kansas State's had time. All these programs, I don't scoff at any of them. They've had their moment. It can be done. Yeah, yeah. Kansas even got an Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, they haven't been and good. Then it all went wrong. Right. So you, I don't but, anticipate you know, that. That's another reason that Utah State and BYU fans should be into winning this game. Because you said this a long time ago. When you're losing, it seems like you never get out of it. When you're winning, it seems like it'll never end. But if you've been following these teams, I mean, just look at Kalani. Year one, nine and four. It looked great, but they graduated a quarterback. He went off to the NFL. Nine and four turned into four and nine. Then got back to seven and six. It was kind of okay, but nobody was really happy. Nobody knew they were on the verge of going 21 and three in the next 24 games. And at some point, it'll end. And at some point, you'll be able to say, like with Croton, now we can say it definitively, but we didn't know it at the time. He starts 14 and two. They fly into Reno the morning of the game. The program's never the same. For uh, Under him. I flew in the night before, and I was still gassed. 
<laughs> so you never know when you walk it out to a game like this is the game where Team X is going to take off. This is the game where yeah. Team Y is going to collapse. And you talk about coaching changes. You know, Utah State, Boise's got to miss on somebody sometime. You would think. Not every coach can Not be a every home coach run. can come in and it, crush it. But for Utah State, it's a couple of things. They have an opportunity to be the best team in their division. And maybe if Boise slips a little. And the reality is, if Blake Anderson puts together two seasons like this, he's going to be hot as can possibly be. But if he puts together two great seasons and leaves the program in phenomenal shape, that gives you an opportunity much better to get somebody more qualified to replace him if it comes to that. You were just yelling at me that nobody cares about how many 11-win seasons, but if they win this game tomorrow and he has another big year and he gets a job and can go off and double, triple, quadruple his money, whatever it is, wherever it is, if you're the AD at Utah State and you're interviewing people and you're trying to get somebody, are you dropping the line? The last three coaches who've come through here won 11 games and got a Power 5 job and doubled or tripled their money? Or do all the candidates already know that and it yeah, doesn't even need to be said? I don't know that i bring that up. Man, we're a great stepping stone. Come here. <laughs> I don't know that I say that. But all the coaches do their homework and they know. Well, it doesn't need to be said. If the Notre Dame coach and the Oklahoma coach can leave, then the friggin' Utah State, State coach, coach can, can leave. leave. Come on. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, coming up in 15 minutes right here on The Zone. With a blowout victory over San Diego State, Blake Anderson and the Aggies have brought an improbable Mountain West Conference Championship to Logan. Logan. Now the Aggies prepare for a showdown against Oregon State in the first ever L.A. Bowl in SoFi Stadium. Your home for the best coverage of Aggie football. Aggie football. As well as all the play-by-play action is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK visiting with Britton Covey. Britton, you didn't waste any time. You decided to announce the Rose Bowl's going to be the last game. That was a nice line, though, as far as, you know, Social Security and your <laughs> senior year. Yeah, well, some of those are so serious, I decided to, you know, bring a little comic relief into it. But You had said earlier in the season that you thought that this was going to be it. Uh, was there any wavering as the season progressed? Uh, th- I would say the only wavering came in the fact that, you know, name, image, and likeness opportunities, I feel like, opened the door for, uh, you know, the possibility of maybe staying another year trying to make a little bit of money while you're doing it because the NFL is so unpredictable, right? We've seen that through the years. Some of the best college players you've ever seen, and then either they don't pan out or they don't get a shot or they get injured, and so... More than anything, I just want to keep playing football. And so uh, I know that, you know, logistically and and subjectively, the best thing to do would be to leave right now. So uh, PK knows I like to Google all kinds of random facts. And I did Google, when you made your announcement, I did Google smallest receivers in the NFL. And I got to say, I was surprised how many players there are in yeah. the NFL at skill positions, some running backs, some receivers, some return guys, between 5'6 and 5'9. Yeah. How much did you dig into all of that making the decision? Uh, I've, dig- I've dug into that for years, I think. Um, I think that the reality of an NFL possibility or career only became real to me, you know, 2018, 2019. I, it was always like a dream, but I'm like, ah, there's no way. But now, it, you know, it's become a reality. And, and I feel like 
what's cool is you look at someone like Devin Lloyd, right? Every team, all 30 whatever teams would take him if they're if he's available in the draft. For someone like me, I'm such a situational player that I only need two or three teams to be interested in me. Um, I don't need all 30 teams because I, I won't get that. So if I can just get a few teams, um, and I've already talked to some scouts, and, and they know what I can do in the return game, and they've also said, you know, we're not dumb. We know that Utah's a tight end heavy system, a running back heavy system. You, you haven't gotten as many opportunities. and So I'm hoping I can go in as both. Sort of remind me a little bit, maybe a slightly smaller Reno Mahi. Hey, I, Reno is my my mentor after, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think uh, he's got a little bit more bulk to him. Right. I've got a little bit more speed. Um, but it, it's that when you get the ball in your hands, it's kind of this, that natural ability to, you know, get upfield, fall forward, even at your size. So... I, you know, I've had lots of comparisons. I, I, I watch Colt Beasley religiously. I love how he plays his routes. Um, so there are a lot of examples. You know, 15 years ago, I don't know if you'd be able to find as many. But So route running is so important. And I had heard about you in an NFL dream. And, you know, I mean, I thought, wow, he's way small. But I'm watching the Michigan game, and I'm curious if you remember this moment. You're going to the north end zone. You're, I think you're in the red zone. Uh-huh. And you're in the slot. You go inside, you plant the foot, you go back outside, and the linebacker just can't change directions multiple times. And that was the first time I thought, wow, if you can start and stop and change right. direction like that, maybe you are an NFL guy. Is that is that yeah. one of those moments you have I to hold on to? Gun right double, jet five purple. That was the play call. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a slant return against Jabril Peppers about the 15-yard line. And, honestly, I th- if, if they can't touch you, you've, you know, you, ha- you keep that. And so that's always been my game, I feel like. Have you gotten more feedback as far as a uh, returner or as a, a uh, receiver or both? Uh, more as a returner, but I've gotten interest in both as well. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Britton. Yeah. There's Britton Covey with PK and I after practice earlier this week. What's Julius Peppers doing now, PK? He's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Jabril Peppers, not Jabril. Long, Jabril. Lengthy, yeah. long, lengthy career. <laughs> <laughs> Britain's still in college. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a, a soul. Now that he's done and he can't beat you in Provo, I don't think there's a soul in our state who doesn't wish the best for him. I mean, the guy's just a dream come true. He's a local kid. He's small. He's a great interview. He's available. He's accessible. He's articulate. I mean, it really is a dream. Who doesn't want him to succeed and make the NFL? Just For him, just making the, a roster in the NFL is a slam dunk smashing success. So, and I'm not going to doubt him. He deserves a chance. I mean, he's done it. Uh, to me, you went that Michigan one. Mm-hmm. I went sitting in the Coliseum, the punt return against SC. That was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> he was just bouncing all over the field. Right. I mean, he was pinball city. Yeah. He's there. He's here. He's over there. Now he's back there. And he's just. I'm zigging. All... I'm zagging. Yeah. To be able to to have those types of uh, feet to do that. And it did. I went and saw Reno play a lot in high school because I live out in that area and I'd heard about him. And he was so fun because his feet were always moving and guys were diving at him. They couldn't get a clean shot because he was so evasive and all that. And, and, and you know, he did play in the NFL. He wasn't drafted, I don't think, but he did. He was with the, the Eagles for a bit. And so I'm not going to put it past Covey. That would be just tremendously awesome to see a local kid like that, especially his size, too. You know, he's so small. And... To be able to do that, that punt return against SC, and I and I got a lot of friends that 
you know, we're going back 20 years when he first entered college. And uh, I'm just joking. What was it, 2015? And, you know, I still got a bunch of people down there. So I'm sitting with them in press row and they're like oohing and on because it was a phenomenal run. And you do that, I mean, that can make a difference in a ball game, and it's worth having. I mean, if you can add value to an NFL team, they're going to keep you. And so he maybe he can do that. And he used Beasley, who's he with the Bills now, is with the Cowboys. And guys like him succeed. It's awesome, man. It was awesome. It's always fun to interview him. He's one of these guys, one of these local guys that when they leave, I'm going to miss. You know, like a Chase Hansen. Used to talk to him, talk to his dad out on the road and all that stuff. And then they go away, you know, and then they're gone doing their thing and chase what with the Saints. And so you, you, you miss those guys. Nothing but success. And I did notice at the end of the interview, because you're an award winner, he did say, thank you, David. No clue who I'm at, who I am, but he did say, thank you, David. Coming up. See, he can't deny it. Kelly Papinga. He cannot deny it. he will well, we not just, deny we it. We just heard it. I mean. We didn't hear it. It wasn't played. You cut on. it off? Yeah. It was very. Because he was moving away from the mic. It the got The file you guys sent me, I had to cut it off because he yeah. was already moving away. I told you he cut it off. We just heard it. Does yep. the guy listen to anything except himself? Nah. I'm thinking about the next <laughs> thing I'm going to say. Kelly Papinga is going to join us. University of Virginia co-defensive coordinator, linebackers coach. Change coming to Virginia with Bronco Mendenhall stepping down. David Locke is going to join us next, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. DJ and PK have brought to you part by Davis Vision. They've got a special going on. It's the fifth annual Black Friday sale. It's been extended through December at Davis Vision. Tired of glasses or contacts? Get LASIK now and save $1,400. There are limited spots available, so act now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision.